Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Sheer Ducks Weekly Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Courage-Cole. This week I'm joined by Heather Steele, Lou Huff and Georgina Blasky. Good morning, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's hot this morning. I'm sitting in my spare room, which hasn't got a fan. And I was like, shall I bring the fan in? And then I thought that I'd get in trouble for the noise from um, Maria, <laughs> one of our editors. So I'm sitting here with the windows shot. It's absolutely boiling. Heather, you're nodding. Yeah, How's it's Brighton? Hot. It's all right today, probably because it's still quite early. But yeah, it's been very humid all weekend. I mean, I'm not surprised there are thunderstorm sort of forecasts because it does feel like it's going to break at some stage. It's very hot. <laughs> it's getting further and further away, though, isn't it? It was going to be like Monday, Tuesday, and now yeah. it's not going to break till Thursday. So yeah. Lou, you're looking quite warm this morning. You're glowing. <laughs> I'm in Bristol today and it's actually not that hot here. We spent the weekend in Cornwall and was actually very happy with the 22 degree forecast. Oh, um, I know. So yeah, it wasn't quite so hot and muggy as I know it was in London. Um, I know. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty chuffed. As my dad always says, he's like, we're never bloody happy unless it's <laughs> grey and raining. So let's just accept it. I think I've said this before, but as you know, we've recently redone our house and um, we put a fan, thanks to my girlfriend, like I've said, on the ceiling. And she was the one who made me do it. And oh my God, last night, I was so grateful for it so if anyone is doing any work to their house in the next whenever put a fan on your ceiling get a wafer they're really not very expensive but god they make all the difference Georgina you're in London are you melting I'm absolutely melting it is so hot I can't believe it it feels like the air doesn't move it just once it gets to about 10 o'clock it's just oh yeah too much I feel like I say this every year when I do a podcast when it's a heat wave but like cool wet hand towel on your feet at night when you go to bed it's my top yeah. tip anyway we don't want to cover all those tips for staying cool tonight because uh, we've been there, done that a million times. I will just say that I'm eating a really cold cherry. I'm Ooh, eating nice. cherry, cold cherries this morning. And someone emailed me, Lou, with great excitement yesterday saying, it's candy floss grape season. It's arrived. Have you bought yes. any? And I thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> a friend and I, we're like very in, in on the candy floss grape. And she sent me a new one recently, which is a mango grape. So mm. um, I need to try that one. Now you can now get a mango lime or something. Oh yeah, what's it called? Lime melon. We had those in Food News. Yes, they were in in Food News, exactly. Lou, how were your days in Cornwall? You had a lovely time. Oh, I just had the most heavenly time. Um, We stopped off at the pig in Coombe in Devon on the way down because London to Cornwall is a pretty long journey. So yeah, so we stopped at the pig, which was really, really lovely. And then we went down to Port Scatho which is South Cornwall. And I saw my brother and my niece, who I haven't seen in eight months, celebrate my niece's first birthday, which was so special. So yeah, we had a really lovely time. And you hadn't seen her for ages, had you? I haven't seen her in so long and she's grown so much. And yeah, a lot of friends are sort of starting to have babies, but there's something about seeing your own family 
that it's the first sort of baby in our family so she's going to be very spoiled with attention I also um, think being an aunt or an uncle is like the best yeah it's just it like is. the best of it isn't it yeah. you're nodding Heather have you got any nephews similar to Lou my sister's got a 19 month old but I haven't seen him since Christmas so I'm feeling really sad oh. like kind of watching him grow up on FaceTime and not actually oh, getting no. to see him it's sad but hopefully see him soon so Port Scappet is that near St Moore's Yes, like 10 yes, minutes we from went, St Moore's. We went there a couple of years ago. My family have a... T- I mean, I call it a house. It's more like a shed at Harlan Bay. So everyone's yeah. a bit panicked Ooh. now that the pig has just opened yeah. there. Because my whole family has gone... My grandparents bought a house in Harlan Bay. I say a house, a shack. I'm not being as eva. Like, I mean, there's just about enough for water for one bath <laughs> in the evening. And if you're with my mum, she shotgunned it. So, you know, you've mm. literally got to dip your feet in. Yes, yeah, so my family have been going to Holland Bay since my mum was 12. So everyone's getting really worried now that it's going to just be so rammed because of yeah. the pig. But yeah, I've always been to North Cornwall and we went to Ports Cafe a couple of years ago and it's yeah. so lovely. Oh my God, it was so lovely. It's really like a sort of a little fishing village, I guess. So Moors is so beautiful. We stopped mm. by there on the day on Friday. There's obviously incredible Hotel Tresanton which is just glorious but yeah it wasn't that busy at all we went out kayaking we went swimming we went jumping off the cliffs and crabbing and it was just like a proper family Cornish holiday Mm. so so nice so nice Georgina how was your holiday how was your road trip the road trip was great except my husband a week ago sprained possibly broke his ankle so I ended up driving home (laughs) which is a really long way from south of France on your own. So I'm quite over long distance driving for a while. But it was so lovely. I mean, when you get the heat, but you're not stuck in the city, obviously it's just great. And we were by the lake in Annecy, which was so much more beautiful than I could have imagined. And then we went up to the mountains and kind of took cable cars and had sort of sound of music moments walking across the Alps. Yeah, so lovely. Oh, we do the same. We do the same. It, it's really lovely, isn't it? Were you shocked like me at the mass culture there compared to here? I was when I got home. So last night on the way driving back into London, we stopped to pick up some kind of basic groceries and half the people in the shop weren't wearing Mm. masks Mm. and I was really really surprised because where we were in France everyone was wearing masks even walking around towns actually in the heat people still had masks on yeah and in outdoor restaurants some people wore them some people didn't but in a shop absolutely everyone yeah yeah, you weren't allowed in whereas here I was just really shocked yeah so it's really changed my own thinking that I will always have a mask in my pocket and put it on every time I go in anywhere I I was really 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 shocked well I'm glad you had a lovely time well it's funny how you go away and you just get back to life and like any benefit of a holiday my husband and I were saying yesterday all the benefit of a holiday is in like the planning isn't it and then probably the minute you get home and have to unpack and put a washer on like it's just gone I mean yes (laughs) That is it. The yeah. moment you're back, it's sort of downhill. Heather, have you been away? No, I haven't. But I mean, I have got the beach five minutes away at the moment in Brighton. So I can't complain too much. I've been going for regular dips after work at about 7.30. So it's quite, it's still really hot and it's quite empty. So that feels like a nice little Lovely. treat to do. Yeah, it's Lovely. a good thing. I was on a call to Maya this morning and she was saying that she had to get out of London this weekend so they went to Brighton. She was like, don't believe everything you see in the papers and it is not as rammed as it looks and you are no, not sitting on somebody's lap. And no, actually- not at all. And Because I'm at another, the other end of the beach from 
perhaps where the tourists would head. And, it, you know, it's busy because it's August and it's hot, but there's plenty of room for everyone. But I think it was last weekend we were there and nice weather and we saw these sort of BBC News helicopters flying above us and we were like, you just know they're heading to the pier on purpose to try and yeah. get those all-important Brighton Beaches packed shots. Yeah, but yeah, totally. from anything I've seen... It's busy, but yeah, there's at least sort of 10 metres between everyone. So I don't feel oh, nice. unsafe at all. I need to do a road trip. I think I'm going to do a West Wittering or an East Wittering road mm. trip. On the subject of being outside and staycationing, I was reading an article in The Guardian this morning that was saying that parks have saved our summer and it got me thinking about our local park. But I think there was something true in the article. I feel like you walk through the park and I was walking through the park with my mum on Sunday and... There were just all these like gazebos up, and she was like, "Oh, you're allowed to do that." And people had massive, massive sort of helium balloons with forty happy fortieths and things like that. And I was like, "My yeah. God, thank God for our parts." I know the rubbish has become like a real problem, but someone was telling me how local residents are like taking to the parks to kind of stop the councils from having to get really cross over all the residents, and and I just thought it was a really nice article and made me really grateful for all yeah. our parks. Yeah. You're so right. I've seen so many kind of celebrations or parties and picnics where people have sort of decorated the trees with bunting and things like that. And I think it's such a nice thing to do. Georgina, think, have you have you headed to the park lots with your children? Yeah, we've been in the park loads and obviously with a dog, I'm there daily anyway. And I feel that the park for me has been an incredible place to bump into people sporadically yeah. without having to make any plans. And what's so nice is when you're all just feeling a bit cooped up or you've had a quite intense day with the family, that you can just step out. And most of the time, we, someone bumps into somebody they know and it's just a kind of release, really, I think. But I'm not far from you, Georgie, and I have seen the big, you know, all the big groups that are meeting there and police presence at times. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because lots part of people of don't lovely. have outdoor space and they yeah. need somewhere to go. Um, yeah, part but, of it is lovely, but part of it is a bit worrying as well. Mm. I walked through the park with my nine, nearly 10-year-old, and she's sort of so in awe of all these 17-year-olds with their little crop tops and their <laughs> shorts. And she's like, oh, they're smoking, mummy. And yeah. there were these girls, like, scream. I mean, I don't know what they were doing. They were in the woods, and they were singing to some song at kind of 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So loud. I mean, they were obviously so pissed, and it was only like 2 o'clock. <laughs> My children are just like, why are they seeing so loud? And why are they? <laughs> They're so kind of fascinated and impressionable. And and so in some ways I'm like, oh, God, don't look at everything that's going around. In other ways yeah. I'm like, oh, that's really lovely. Someone's having a birthday party over there. And so you're kind of seeing a bit of everything going on and lots of stuff that shouldn't be going on anyway. But I do feel very grateful for our parks. Well, we're going to change this topic and yeah. talk about what we've been watching. Are you watching anything? Is TV off? Or are you like, that's what I want to do, stay inside and be cool? Has anyone been watching, listening, reading, anything? Well, last time I was on the podcast, I forgot the TV chat. I love the TV chat. And actually, before I ask you what you've been watching, can I just say big respect to Max Verstappen, who won at Silverstone yesterday. So it's like they're doing two Grand Prix or something instead of one because yeah. of lockdown. Does anyone, I, I don't quite follow... Has he won the British Grand Prix or has he won the other one? Because did Lewis Hamilton win the British Grand Prix a couple of weeks ago and now there's been another one at Silverstone? There was the 70th anniversary one yesterday, right. which he won, which was amazing. But it wasn't the Grand Prix? No, that was Hamilton the week before. 
Anyway, my husband's like, God, you're such a petrol head now that you've watched <laughs> Drive to Survive. <laughs> I know that we've all watched it and it's so bloody good. I was a big supporter of Rebel by the end. I don't know about you guys. I, mainly because someone... Jerry's involved. <laughs> I know. I think, I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's just nice to see someone else win. I was actually speaking to my brother about this because he works for the FIA and he was saying it's so nice to just see somebody else win for a change because it's always Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. totally. So agree. I don't know why I was so excited. I think that's what it is, isn't it? And... Yeah, possibly that I got a bit fascinated by Jerry and um, Christian Horner. I don't know why. It's not like he's like super hot or anything, but I was kind of fascinated. Also, they were the first people in the opening of the first series, obviously the first people that we saw. And anyway, I thought that was good news. What else have you all been watching? I know Charlotte touched on Murdoch last week, so we won't dwell on that one other than it is so good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, hooked. Also fascinated by him and Jerry Hall. Yeah, big time. I, I want to know more. Yet. And also by Wendy. She got more beautiful, didn't she? And that, oh, that's about Blair. And oh, I don't know. Like, it's just shocking at how powerful he is. And God, it was amazing. Amazing, amazing. And, and someone was telling me about this other series that I've got to watch that's about that absolute vile guy from Fox News. What's his name? Roger Ailes. Yeah, that's, that's it. With uh, Russell Crowe and Sienna yes. Miller. Oh, yes. It's called The Loudest Voice. The la- we yes, actually just it. finished it last month, having watched Bombshell, which is also about the same event. And, um, oh my God, it's brilliant. Sienna Miller plays his wife, who is completely clueless about the events surrounding him and, and the accusations that are made, and is loyal to the end. And she has so much prosthetic makeup on, that you just can barely recognise her at all. But she's so good. And Russell Crowe as well. He just becomes sort of bigger and larger and more loathsome as the series Ooh. goes on. He's good at his part, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he really is. It's like watching a kind of toad on <laughs> screen. He's brilliant. He's so good. And really is that a film it. or a series? So that is a series and that's, I think, six parts and it was on Sky Atlantic. It's HBO, I think. So you can get it on Amazon. But I think you might have to pay. Okay. But Bombshell is the movie. And that's yes. with Margot Robbie, Charlize Theron and Nicole Kidman. And yeah, that's just a movie. I that think. has been top of my watch list for so bloody long. And I'm dying to watch it. I've also just been just started watching The Morning Show. Has anyone watched that? Oh, I really want to see that. I watched a few of them when it first came out. And... I know, I just found it a little bit slow. I know everyone said it's really, really good, but I don't know. I think I watched two and I was just, I don't know, I couldn't get into it. So I kind of stopped watching it. I'm Mm. sort of with you, Lou. Someone said, stick with it, stick with it. Mm. It gets really good. But I find the trouble with some of these series is they're just so strung out. So something that's like three, four, six parts just so appeals to me. But you know when you're watching something like that, they're kind of stringing out the series so that there can be another one. But I also read something that said, was analysing Jennifer Aniston's role in that. Didn't she just get nominated for an Emmy or she won an Emmy or something? And Reese Witherspoon wasn't. And they said, did friends rob us of one of the greatest dramatic actresses (laughs) of, you know, our generation? Because she's really good in it, I have to say. So if you're a Jennifer Aniston fan, I would say it's one to watch. But I think I'm with you. I'm finding it a little bit slow. What's what I loved about Murdoch? Three and you're done. It was news to me, but Dirty John Series 2, Hello, is coming out. Did you all know that? Has everyone watched Dirty John? I haven't oh. watched Series 1, actually. Did so you is that not? something I need to watch? Oh, my God. One of the best things. Like, 
honestly, it's just so excellent. Here we go. When will it be released? Oh, yeah, 14th of August, it's saying. Online. I don't know how, because it's it's a true story about a gold digger, and it is so good. Georgina, watch it. It's brilliant, honestly. It's really, really good. Yeah, I remember got, hearing um, that. It was Eric Banner, and it's amazing. Renewed for second season, the series which is based on a true story. His fans gripped, wondering how it would end back in season one. Now, two years on, it's back with a new storyline. So I wonder if series two is fictional. Oh, and I think it's got... Christian Slater's in it. Thank you, Christian Slater in it. Anyway, I will be watching that as of Friday night, I can tell you. Any other tips on what to watch from you guys? I haven't really been watching anything because we've been away, although we've just started Modern Family. I know I'm about 15 years behind everybody, but I have to say it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has watched it, but it, I have, if, you, yeah. if you never have and you just want to get into something, it's brilliant. But on the way, on my very long drive back from France, I listened to Ruby Wax on an Audible original called No Brainer. Oh, and so good. She is phenomenal. I just love her. She's so candid about her own mental health experiences. And then the fact that to work herself out, she just took herself off and did a master's at Oxford. I just am Mm -hmm. so in awe of her. And she's written so many books now. Well, I say so many, probably three or four really big kind of explorations into mental health. And this one, and what I love about the Audible editions that she does is it's her talking, interviewing people. So you feel like it's a podcast. So this one's a couple of years old, but it's just brilliant and it's no brainer and it goes into all different aspects of the brain and the brain development, what happens to your brain and how that influences everything from like physical health, obviously mental health, how the brain evolves. It's so interesting. So she's basically got- had a complete transformation, hasn't she? I mean, she's totally unrecognisable from the kind of comedian that we, we think of her as. And her enthusiasm um, yeah. is completely infectious. She meets the kind mm. of heroes that she's studied or worked alongside. And you just hear this passion. I think when anyone has true mm. passion for a topic, it's infectious. Um, so, so, yeah, she's brilliant. So that's a really good one if you want something. Oh, I don't know if it's the same series, Regina. I, I'm not sure that it is, but I remember listening to her on a podcast talking about the digital world and social media and the next generation. And I think we talked about it on this podcast before, but where she says, we've got to stop making it this dirty word and this evil and kind of embrace it and accept that we're bringing children up into a world where digital media and technology is just part of life and we've kind of got to embrace it and not make it such an evil, make it a positive and stop trying to push them away from it. And I just thought that was a really interesting way to approach something. Obviously it can be hugely dangerous, but it is also the world that they're in and it's not going anywhere. So perhaps we don't always approach it in the right way. I think she's amazing. I'm with you. I would definitely urge people to listen to her. We also wrote a feature on 13 podcasts to listen to this month. Um, They included things like Michelle Obama, which I spoke about on the show a couple of weeks ago and I think was touched on last week. I enjoyed it. I preferred her book probably, but there was also Pandora Sykes' new podcast one with pixie lot i listened to an episode of pixie lot and coco rocha like what year in your life was the most um i love the sound 
I love the sound of that podcast. I think there's a real like podcast shaped hole in my life at the moment. I think with the lack of commuting, never quite sure when I can fit listening to a podcast. And I guess yeah. it's when you sort of go for a walk, but it's almost quite nice to just have a bit of like quiet time or just, you know, chat with a friend, or whatever. So I'm really missing my podcast and going through this list that stories of 29, which is Pixie Lots, I thought sounded so good. And also the secrets of a side hustle. Um, yeah, I thought that good. sounded fascinating as well. So I'm going to pick up my podcast love again. Yeah, I think you'll like Secrets of the Side Hustle. And um, what else have I listened to? Oh, Sophie Alex-Bexter's new one. I like her voice, Sophie Alex-Bexter. Oh, she's got such a good voice. I like her. It's that very sort of managing as a mother sleep deprivation kind of chat, which I think when you're at that stage, it's so nice to hear that other people are going through it. I think kind of having been there, I'm sort of a bit over that. But equally, it's a really nice listen and she's got a really good voice. Are there any others on the list that people have listened to? I haven't listened to the Screenster podcast, but this is definitely up my street. So it takes a closer look at film and TV uh, through the lens of industry insiders. So it's got the lady who designed the costumes for Friends during its 10-year run talking about how she did that. And then there's also the intimacy coordinator who worked on Normal People and I May Destroy You, who are two series I really liked recently. So yeah, I think I'm definitely going to give that one a listen and just listen to... Yeah, how oh, they like do the their jobs. That. Yeah. What's that called, Heather? It's called The Screens to Podcast. And it's, yeah, Georgie Greer. She's an actress and she's the one who's hosting it. And yeah, it's an under the bonnet look at the industry. That sounds, sounds so interesting. It does. Sounds mm. really up my street. I have also heard that Painkiller is absolutely brilliant. I recommended this one actually to go on the list via my sister-in-law who does the podcast. And if you've been around the last few years, then you'll know that the opioid crisis is sort of so huge and out of control in the US. And this tackles, it's fentanyl, is that how you call yeah, it? Yeah, fentanyl, yeah. And anyway, apparently this is, it's a painkiller basically that is, is again, out of control. And this is a new series that's on Spotify. Spotify are really upping the ante, aren't they, with Michelle Obama yeah. and this. And so I think if you like that kind of investigative journalism delivered through um, a podcast and not just interviews this you'll be kind of gripped by this one so it's called painkiller so check that one out anything we've missed in terms of media books what are people reading anything anything you can recommend book wise at the moment at the moment i'm almost finished find me which is the follow-up to call me by your name the book which the book for call me by your name came out sort of 12 years ago but obviously it came out as a film three years ago with timothy chalamet and army hammer in and that's when lots of people discovered this amazing love story and yeah the follow-up book came out last summer so i finally got around to reading it over the last couple of weeks and yeah it's his writing Andre Ackerman is just brilliant and it's yeah I'm really really enjoying it sort of seeing Mm. what the characters are up to sort of six years later in their new lives I love that concept of when you know there's a book and you're so invested in the characters and then you can just skip forward and be like oh what happened to them I guess the point is sometimes you get to the end but also yeah the first third of the book focuses on Elio's dad who's obviously in the first book but very much a sort of minor figure so it's then really fascinating to hear stories in his voice like ah okay so yeah it was uh, I'd really recommend that how does it compare to the first you often I feel like that second one it kind of loses its momentum I think it's still a lovely story but I think you just when it is a love story I think you just are so invested in the two central characters and the will they won't they so I think yeah obviously it's not the same magic but it's still very beautiful 
Had you read the first one pre-seeing the film? No, I hadn't. Okay, actually. so I read the book after watching it, and they're both they're different. Actually, they've got different endings, but they stand up as sort of standalone things. But if you haven't seen the film, definitely watch it, especially because it's set in Italy and it's just oh, gorgeous. So oh, so she's there. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if you need a bit of wanderlust, yeah, it makes me just want to go dive in a pool and just sort of yeah read books by the sea and oh, yeah it's gorgeous it's lovely it's, it's a beautiful book cycle to a nation get a little yeah bit, i hope yeah. they live happily ever after that i just get really upset if that's not how the ending is maybe i watched princess diaries 2 which i said the other day i loved it because <laughs> so i was on the phone to georgie and she was like i'm so sorry i've got to go i need to watch princess diaries 2 <laughs> <laughs> i promised Coco that we would finish it and anyway it picks up several years later and it's brilliant Georgina what are you reading you've always got good book recommendations yeah I'm reading a book that I am so enjoying because the last couple of books I've read haven't been that engaging for me so it's called Where the Crawdads Sing and yeah it was a New York Times bestseller in 2018 and it's by Delia Owens and it's set in North Carolina in America It's about a girl who's from a family that have all sort of deserted her and she grows up on the marshes. I think she's left on her own from when she's about eight years old to fend for herself. And it's really about her life and how she is so at one with nature and all the wildlife there and how she tries to interact with humans. But she's obviously just been left her whole life time and again by parents and siblings. And then there's a mystery murder suddenly that happens and she's involved and I haven't finished it yet and I've got about 10% to go and oh my god I'm just hoping for a happy ending because I can't bear it otherwise she's this character's had so much hardship but it's so beautifully written and I think because she's living in this isolation it's quite interesting obviously in the context of of what we're emerging Mm. from and just how she copes in her little ways of getting through each day and it's so beautiful I think it was the first book that Delia Owens has written so I'm definitely going to be seeing if she's got any others that have come out since. Heather, you it's sort of gave great. a knowing nod when Georgina mentioned that. Have you read it? I haven't. It's on my list, but it's just one that everyone's reading and talking about. It's one of the books of the summer, I'd say. So yeah, I was mm-hmm. interested that you'd read it because I think it's on Becky and Charlotte's to read list as well. <laughs> do you read it on a Kindle or do you read a book? I, I read, read books. <laughs> I'm finding like loyalty to a book or stickiness or whatever you want to call it really hard with a Kindle at the moment. I feel like it's so much easier. I, before I just could never ever not finish a book. However crap it was, I had to follow through. Whereas I feel like when something's on a Kindle, I don't have that like commitment so much, mm-hmm. I guess, because I didn't, maybe I didn't buy it. We do buy it, we don't spend as much. So I'm feeling like, oh, I'm really lacking you know, a commitment to finish something. I'm reading the Tattooish of Auschwitz. Have you all read that? Everyone's read that, haven't they? Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed with that. When a book's been around for a while and it's been so hyped up, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard for it to live up to your expectations sometimes. Yeah, I think in my twenties, I went through a period where I was sort of so fascinated by prisoner of war camps and you know how the Jews were treated in the Second World War. I've read loads of books, so I sort of feel like I sort of read it all before. And as you say, it was so hyped up. And maybe, yeah. I feel like I need to go back to a paperback. I always thought I never would, but I'm missing. I'd have thought that a Kindle, because it tells you how much is left, it kind of adds an element of a challenge there. So I, it might make me want to finish them because I'm like, oh, I've only got 20% left, but maybe not. Yeah. I've not used one before. 
Well, it tells you things like time left in chapter five minutes. So like when I try and beat the sat-nav, I try and beat the Kindle. So I'm like, I'm doing it <laughs> Or I'll say to the kids, okay, I'm going to make lunch in four minutes. I've just got to finish my chapter. And I quite like knowing how long it's going to take me. But maybe that's over-managing my time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, we're going to change this topic to something a bit more active to do with your free time, like working out. We're talking about working out your core. Tor wrote a piece on some of the best online ab workouts out there, on YouTube to be precise. Is this something that anyone gets involved in? Do you do ab workouts? If you do, where do you find them? Do Are you into abs? I wouldn't say I'm into like a specific ex- type of exercise. When I work out, I kind of want to focus on the whole body rather than just kind of zone in on one particular area. So this probably wouldn't be for me, but I'm definitely keen to try some more of Kayla's workouts. So I know we, we've done a couple of Instagram series with her and she, I mean, she just has the most incredible body. So I definitely want to try a few more targeting because I think sometimes when I work out, I, it takes me an hour, 45 minutes and I just don't have that time. Uh. So I think it's good to just be like, right, I've got to do a quick 20 minutes, 20 minute arm, 20 minute bum, you know, 20 minute ab, whatever. So I think I probably need to retrain myself to do this because maybe this is going to be a bit more effective yeah well two things i have to say on that one we're doing a success stories with kayla which is really amazing that's cool yeah i can't wait for that i think that's coming up in a few weeks time so i'm very much looking forward to hearing her journey because she really is just you know the queen and i have to give a shout out to mad fit as well as kayla this is one that i really use and i mean it's massive it's got more than a million followers on instagram but I mean, she's called Maddie, she's Canadian, and she's kind of like the queen of mini YouTube workout videos, I think. And the great thing about her is you can do a 10 minute, you can do a three minute, you can do a 20 minute, there's like really something for everyone. So I would say if you want little, little, you know, bite size workouts, then it's a really, really good one. She also does quite fun workouts to like really current songs. So she'll take like, I don't know, a Leaper song or something and do a four minute routine to that song which if it's a really good song you can keep going can't you yeah um, yeah i've got to say music really makes or breaks a routine for me sometimes i hate it when a they don't have music playing so you kind of have to play your own it's not quite to the same beat or if it's just a rubber song and you're like okay i'm not really into this so a good one really makes it for me you need to get onto you've got calvin harris lady gaga i mean okay. you got to get onto get onto nice. my fit 
Heather? Yeah, I always uh, have my YouTube videos on mute and just put my own thing on because I know what works for me. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't always match up, but I'd much rather, like you yeah. say, like I can't really work out without music. I need something to, to keep, me keep me going. Yeah. So yeah, my mum swears, but there's a Madonna arms routine that she does, <laughs> but she swears by. <laughs> see, I do. I'm laughing. Your mum's so cute. I just love to, can't see your mum doing it. A- she can do the two-minute plank, Georgie. So yeah, she's can she? Yeah, yeah, she's very good. I keep thinking about my plank off with May. I think <laughs> shit. I'm not haven't been practicing enough. We've got a little shit to see, and he's going to be like, "Come on!" In fact, he's coming on the show next week. He's going to be like planking me on the show. So oh, gonna, that's cool. Go get. No, we're not doing it. I was joking. Um, <laughs> but he is coming on the show next week. Georgina, are you into ab workouts? Generally, no. But I did do one called Meet Me at the Bar when I was on holiday, which was abs and arms, because I like doing barcore and it was half an hour. So I definitely did feel it in my arms and my abs afterwards. And it's quite nice. I think when you do something so targeted, you really feel it in that area. So the next day, even I woke up and I was like, oh, my stomach, my God, I've really worked those muscles. In I love that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, that's proper reward. Whereas if you do something more full body, you don't always get that very specific ache I quite like to ache after a workout the next oh, day God, then I too. know that I've like I've really done something me so. too I love that when you've been squatting and you will the next day and you're like oh I can really feel that I'm like yeah, yeah. when we were in Cornwall actually we went out on the kayaks on Sunday morning and I really felt that then in my arms and like the top of my abs so that was sort of my workout for the mm. weekend yeah actually I went out on a paddleboard when I was on holiday and again that is a really good it's just such a lovely way to work out because you're tanning you're looking around and yeah you're trying to hold your core because it's bumpy or wavy and yeah definitely that would be a hobby for the future because yeah. I've not been paddleboarding. We wrote a feature on paddleboarding on SL Man. I think it was out last Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was all about paddleboarding and how it's just booming right now and basically what to know and where to buy one and where to go, etc. And it was a great feature. And it came up in conversation with some friends at the weekend. And they were like, oh, God, we're all over paddleboarding. We're mad about it. And we just bought one and blah, blah, blah. Um, have you all done it? Am I the only person who hasn't paddleboarded? I've done it in Mexico, actually. And yeah, it's just amazing feeling. But I think it looks easier than it is. Mm. Mm. Oh, no, but you, it's core, like. Yeah, like, exactly. Really Serious core. Yeah. 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 And yeah, you can yeah. sort of kneel on the paddleboard. And that gives you a slightly different centre of gravity. So then yeah. the way that you're working your body does feel really different to if you stand up. And obviously, it depends if it's flat or if it's bumpy. But what is good about it is it's not like windsurfing or kite surfing or something where you've got to learn a technique. Really, it's not that hard. I mean, it yes, feels anyone hard. anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. You can get inflatable paddle boards. You can rent them, you know, for really not much. And you can even just go and do it down local rivers and reservoirs it's quite accessible I think so yeah that's such a good point that you don't need to learn something because that's just god such a yeah it's not about a technique yeah Yeah, you don't need to get some expensive instructor to take you out yeah stick on a life jacket and go well for more on paddleboarding get over to slman.com well if anything goes hand in hand with an ab workout it's got to be a good brunch dish session are you all into brunch? I'm not massively into brunch with three children running around. It tends to be three meals a day in our households. I'm going to come to you, Heather. Are you a bruncher? You live oh, in yeah. Brighton. You've got to be a bruncher, haven't you? That's true. I do prefer making it myself, though. I think in normal circumstances, like having everyone round after a, a biggish night out, that's what I think of with brunch rather than the sort of, you know, 
Saturday morning sort of going out for it. But yeah, lots of places are reopening for brunch now, which is obviously good because you can do it outside and it's nice and summery. But you know, I think eggs is just the basis for me of a good brunch. I know lots of people like sweet things like sort of granola bowls and, you know, French toast. But for me, it's all got to be about eggs for brunch just not a big egg person i'm afraid you're not oh i love eggs no so if you're going to cook brunch at home what are you cooking well jamie oliver's got a really good recipe in his five ingredients book which i know we talk about all the time but it is because it's really good uh but he's got one where yeah you make your own naan breads which is really easy to make and then yeah have poached eggs and lots of chopped up chili and coriander and yogurt with some mango chutney and it's absolutely delicious so if i was really gonna go for it that's what i'd make i think on a saturday or sunday can I say that on the subject of eggs, Heather, I was subbing, I think, your piece for SRMAN tomorrow. And it was fascinating hearing their tips on how to poach eggs and how yeah. important not only vinegar is, which I didn't know that because my husband likes a poached egg, but also having fresh eggs. I mean, not that I would ever eat an egg that I thought was past its sell-by date. I've got like this really irrational fear of anything past its sell-by date. My husband thinks I'm like ridiculous because if it's past its sell-by date, I will not eat it. He's like, yeah, that's exactly a guide. That's a guide. You are ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with it. If it's not mouldy or it doesn't smell or whatever, I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I mean, I just can't. I can't. I go through the cupboards and just throw things away yeah but anyway even anything um, that's getting close like if we've got two milks in the fridge and one of the milks isn't quite finished I'll just open the next one because I know it's fresher so bad I got the milk out to pour one of my children a bottle of cereal yesterday morning and it had the ninth on it and I poured it out and it was literally I was like wretch (laughs) you're like wretch you know you're thinking about it it was so rank so complete aversion but in your piece, Heather, what kept coming out from these two cooks were to get the best poached eggs and various other egg techniques were using really, really, really fresh eggs, which I thought was yeah. interesting. It does make sense. I suppose it just holds together so much yes. better if it's fresh. But no, I hadn't thought of that as being like a really key tip to excellent poached eggs. But there we go. What's happening to the egg as it just sits there in your fridge? Gross. You know... It's not really worth thinking about too much from what eggs actually are. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) you're quite right. I don't want to ruin everyone's egg heaven. So, Lou, brunch for you. Love going out for brunch. We've spoken a million times, but the Granger & Co. sweet corn fritters would be like, yes. my, as soon as I see them on any brunch menu, I'm like, yep, I'll have those. No yep. need to even look at anything else. But at home, if I was cooking, we would Have you ever made do... one at home? You always yes. Made... Yeah. Lewis actually tracked down the recipe for those exact ones. So we often cook them at home. I have sort of brunch for dinner, which is a really nice treat. But yeah, otherwise, kind of like opposite Heather, I prefer something sweet. So sort of lemon zest pancakes are always a winner in our house and just so easy to make. And then you can sort of fill them with whatever you want. But I love on this feature the look of the spinach pea and parmesan pancakes but i would obviously remove the parmesan oh. they just look absolutely they delicious. look insane <laughs> i'm really hungry and they look so good right now mm. do you know what also looks so good right now is the salmon kedgeri yes that looks so oh. nice i really want to make that next time i'm allowed people around properly because that looks so tasty georgina brunch what's your approach do you do brunch your children are a bit older than mine are they into well, brunch Yes, my daughter loves poached eggs, actually. We cheat. We've got one of those pans where you just put the egg into the little... It has, like, four different sections. 
but they do come out looking a bit like a McDonald's poached egg. They're very <laughs> sort of moulded. But that's okay because you obviously cut it open anyway. But no. my son doesn't have eggs or dairy, so actually brunch doesn't really lend itself to that particularly well. I have done lots of experimenting with kind of vegan, non-egg, pancake-type recipes. And oh, they're just a poor <laughs> substitute for the real thing. And so I'm kind of with you, Georgie. It's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm really. Yeah. And yeah, actually, yeah. if I have some time with my husband where the kids aren't around, I would almost rather go out for brunch than dinner because it would feel like such a treat to have brunch yeah. because it's not so something true. we would normally have. So true. And actually the other day, we sort of, I don't know why, we had a moment in the day where our children were entertained and I think it was a Friday and I was like, let's go out for lunch. And he was like, oh my God, I'd love that. And then we never did because I think work got in the way. And, <laughs> no. But yes, it would have been so nice. I need to make that happen. Anyway, I would really, really implore you to go and look at this feature. Heather, this is one of yours. And there was also buttermilk waffles with cured salmon and wasabi cream cheese. Now that... <laughs> is my kind of brunch recipe oh, salmon and cream cheese just epic 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 anyway there were lots of awesome things it's from a cookbook called brunch the sunday way which i think also sounds like a really nice present for someone doesn't it from brunch to gins i mean for me brunch has got to involve a bloody mary or if i'm gonna drink it properly a red snapper i think a bloody mary is far nicer when it's made with gin than it's when it's made with vodka um, it gives it much more flavour, and in that case, it's called a red snapper. I love, love a Bloody Mary. I'm I'm a keen gin drinker, shall we say? Heather, this is also your piece. Yes, I've been uh, busy. It, you've been very busy. What are we doing? That <laughs> Eating all, and drinking. Yeah, someone's got to do it. You put a, a piece together on nine gins that taste different. I mean, it would be pointing out the obvious to say that the gin market has exploded in recent years, but. Even more recently, the flavour gin market has really exploded. And, you know, we've obviously had the days of Hendrix, etc. But now we're really seeing flavours. I think Sipsmith were one of the first. They did an orange gin, didn't they, a couple of years yeah. ago. And now there's kind of no stopping anyone. We've got a Jaffa Cake gin. We've got a grapefruit and pomelo. Chilli and lime gin is on the list. Beefy to blood orange. Is this something that you're on board with, Heather, having written this piece? I am, actually. And actually, you say red snapper, but I reckon that chilli and lime Sipsmith gin in a red snapper would be great. I think that would work really nicely. And also, yeah, it works really well in a margarita because it's already got the lime in. So you've just got that hit of chilli coming through as well. I think that would be good. But I think actually of all of them, there are some really interesting ones on here, but the one I implore people to try is, yeah, this Jaffa Cake gin, because genuinely, oh, really? it tastes like Jaffa Cakes. It's, <laughs> it's so strange. I, I can't, I'm very impressed with however they've made it, because it's got that spongy taste to it. Yeah, I had it with a tonic, which was, you know, pleasant, because it was quite orangey and refreshing. But I know not everyone likes the Negroni, but having that in a Negroni was a game changer. It was excellent. So yeah, I think you should definitely give it a go if you're asking a a present or something. I would say on this list is the Mirabeau Rosé gin for me. I mean, we're big Mirabeau fans and love the founders who are an English couple, Stephen and Jeannie, who we've done a bit with now over the years, but they've been so clever with their brand Mm. and the bottle is so beautiful. And it's got this amazing kind of rosé flavour that, can't really specify much more than that other than it it, you can really taste it without it being really sweet it's just sort of elegant and a bit subtly fruity and just so good 
Any others? Anyone wants to shout out on from this list? I've got to say, I'm not a huge gin fan, but I am a fan of an aesthetically pleasing bottle. So mm-hmm. the Porth of Leith Lind yes. and Lime gin looks absolutely amazing. I did think you were going to say that one. Yeah, the bottle's, <laughs> bottle's gorgeous. Uh, it's tasty. It's nice, that one. It's not too flavoured as in, you know, OTT and, you know, drinking it because you want something a bit wacky but no it's 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 decent and yeah like you say the bottle itself is it's worth having just for that to be honest it looks like once you finish the gin i would put some flowers in that exactly (laughs) georgina any gins on this list that get your seal of approval oh i love the mirabeau as well yeah i always have that in stock i think it's so nice and sometimes when you have a gin tonic normally you want to put in something like a bit of cucumber or lemon or lime or something and actually if you don't have any of those things around I think that's when a flavoured gin really comes into its own if you just want you know a spontaneous gin and tonic and you don't have all the bits and bobs and so it still is more than just a normal gin that's what I like about them. As you know I'm a big gin fan and one of my favourite gins that I've discovered recently, it's not on this list, but I really rate it, is it's called Roku Gin. Do you know the one I'm talking about? It's yeah, Japanese. I've got some. It's lovely. I don't know why it is so good, but just the flavour in it, I can't really tell you what it tastes of. It's a special combination of botanicals that are sourced in Japan. I can't tell you much more than that, other than if you're into your gins, I'd really urge you to try that one. I would also really urge people to just, to just try having you know even if you buy your bog standard beef eater gin just to try putting different things in it when we were in france i talked about going to burgundy i had gin and tonic with a bit of rosemary in it and mm. a bit of thyme both of them in there together and it was just like a completely different drink to drink that it sounds with, like, lovely lime or cucumber or something so it's not just the gin it's i think what you said it was didn't someone on the show actually shake a sort of a sprig of rosemary and then wipe it around the top of a drink yes. actually to infuse that flavor a little bit further they did well remember I, I think it's also part of the theater i think if you're a mixologist it's sort of part of your party trick behind the bar isn't it <laughs> anyway i think that's a good place to end brunch and gin and tonics i mean it's one o'clock on a monday but it's hot i'm thinking of freezing <laughs> already i don't know about you guys um, <laughs> dangerous this weather Thank you, Lou, Heather, Georgina. That's it this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and we will be back soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.